0: Welcome to another edition of the Anime Banzai Podcast. This is episode 4. This week we'll be doing several things. First off, we'll be doing our weekly news, as always. We'll also be doing... Exactly. And we will also be doing a new feature called the Bonsai Pick DVD Picks. And we'll that will be doing an R1 uh, DVD selection of weekly releases. And Pats and I both will choose a DVD we feel you should invest in or at least take a look at. Of course, our opinions don't mean much, but hey, to us they mean a lot. So take it or leave it. We will also be reviewing Gundam Episode 22, and in our long-lost anime, we will be looking at Marmalade Boy. So, get ready, hold on to your comics and your DVDs and other anime-related peripherals. Yeah, hold on to your PVC. There you <laughs> go. It's time for the Bonsai Podcast. Woo, I'm Jellicoon. And I'm Pats. Let's get to it. This week in news. Japan's planned child pornography law exempts manga and anime. Japan's ruling Liberal Democratic Party and its coalition partner, the New Kamido Party, are preparing legislation that would make it possession of pornography illegal for the first time in Japan. Child porn, child porn. You know, I remember a post four months ago on the Anime Banzai blog and it was a magazine of like ten-year-old idols, and now I realize why you could this, they could print that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. Have, I know. I assume that Japan, being a highly industrialized country, yeah, would think. I mean, they freaking sent you out the the Gucci of a girl during porno, and you know, you can't see a cock. During a Japanese porno, but no, they can have child porn, not a problem. So weird.
1: (laughs) Anyway.
0: It's just bizarre.
1: I mean. But yeah. You can't
0: show pussy and you can't show cocks, but hey, child porn? Bring it on. Well, at least they're finally, um. You know, doing something
1: about it. (laughs) I mean, apparently they've been. Apparently (laughs) other places have been getting on their cases to finally do something. And yeah, yeah, well. You got, well, they say, you
0: know, materials such as some manga and anime and games that are explicitly depict fictional children, a committee of party members specifically assembled to address the issues met for the first time last Thursday. Uh, last Thursday would be the 4th of March, uh, at the time of this recording. The committee members also met with Thomas Schaefer, the American ambassador to Tokyo this week. The Japanese government actions were prompted by Shaver's recent statements that compared Japan's lack of possession ban to the laws of other group of eight G8 countries besides Russia. So it sounds like if you want child porn, legally go to Russia. Yeah, basically.
1: Well, but you can still get the anime and manga, apparently.
0: Nope, and I remember if you you listened, I believe it was last week's episode, or possibly the week before, I had actually brought this exact issue up. saying that that anime and manga in America anything basically virtually depicting a fake child is good Uh, in terms of the law I don't mean like yeah 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 I remember you mentioning um, that yeah so it sounds like America kind of pressured or I guess I I guess America being the main component here pressured Japan saying hey you're part of the eight large, G, you know, the G8 countries, you know, one of the large eight countries, and you still have a ludicrous law, or you don't have a law that bans child pornography. I mean, you yeah. know, and I guess, you know, hey, if you like child porn, I guess, more power to you. I mean...
1: No, no, but... <laughs> I, think it's a,
0: I think it's a good law. I mean, children are fickle and don't know better, and adults aren't or whoever, just taking advantage of the situation. I'm glad a lot of this exists. You know, it's good. And I guess, if you like lolly porn or whatever, I guess you get to keep watching your lolly anime porn. Why the hell you'd want to watch that stuff is beyond me. But whatever floats your boat, I guess. Uh, sure, why not? I guess (laughs) that's what you can leave it at. Yeah. All
1: right, well, I guess now I'm going to be moving on to a more happy...
0: Yeah, uh-huh. suitable
1: yeah yeah and that is that right stuff has announced that they have licensed um maria samagami tabor which they're going to be calling out here in the u.s maria watches over us and they've announced what they're going to be doing is releasing the series all three seasons which is the first two tv seasons in the ovas they're going to be releasing it in three box sets that are subtitled only. And... Basically, what... They're doing the same thing that they're do They've done with Emma and some other shows. And it's... Really nice to see this. They're a very small, small group doing this. Or a small company. I mean, it's basically a anime company run by a company that sells anime. So... Oh, oh
0: right stuff, yes. Yeah, it's
1: right stuff that runs them. And...
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah, who who owns Right Stuff, do you know?
1: I think they're independent. It's an independent Oh, okay, company. okay. And, and this is the... F- if I remember correctly, Right Stuff started giving out hints. They gave out four hints to new licenses. And this was the first one. And they've got three more coming sometime soon. God knows when. Probably whenever the frick they feel well, like it.
0: Th- th- yeah, New York Comic Con is going on right now. Is it? Yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't realize. So I have
0: a feeling... I believe it's going on right now. Or it's about to. Um, Yeah, we're really close. I have a feeling maybe next week we'll have a lot of news on uh, new North American releases.
1: Oh, it's April. 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 Oh, is it? It's, oh, yes, wow. It's April 18th.
0: Oh, so I apologize. Yeah, I've been you yeah, have about a month still.
1: Yeah, we've got about a month. But, yeah, we usually get a couple good things out of there. Get a couple
0: of spoilers, yeah. You get a couple spoilers before the event, and then usually all the big companies kind of line up the rest of the year. Like, the yeah. big releases for the remaining year that haven't been announced. Yeah. For the rest like right of the now,
1: year. And then they do the other later cons, they announce stuff for the next year.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. <coughs> mm-hmm.
1: And, so, yeah. So, it's going to... That's all. That's probably my favorite thing to read—different news about what companies are bringing over, and I really like the way they're doing it by releasing it in really relatively low-priced um, box sets. I think they're only going to be like forty, fifty bucks tops a set.
0: Oh, nice! And that's that's pretty good. I mean, well, I really like box sets because you can sit down and watch the entire show, you know, as quick or as slow as you want, and you don't have to worry about the next volume coming out. You know, it's that's a good, good. You know, it's a cool kind of thing they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see that companies are doing this more and more. And it's another one of these things where, which is becoming more common too. And that's just subtitle-only releases. It seems to be getting more and more common. It's for, but the thing is, what they're doing is it's shows that normally wouldn't ever make it out in hell. You know, this isn't a show that would have made it out. By ADV two years ago with a dub and all that shit just because it's just a very niche show and it's one of those things where the niche is guaranteed to buy it Mm -hmm. but no one else is necessarily going to so you just do a relatively inexpensive release for it and Um, the fans love it.
0: Yeah, if you want to stick to niche titles you're gonna... I have a feeling it's not gonna be... Maybe you'll make some profit that first time release, but if you're going back and doing reprints and redistribution yeah. you're gonna see the sales drop because you're yeah, like you said, your niche people are gonna go after it and then everyone's gonna go, Well, yeah. Either you're gonna buy it here or there and like it or not. Yeah, exactly. But it's
1: nice it's still nice to see them doing that <coughs> stuff. And it's <coughs> nice to see some of those other ones, those other niche titles like, um, just media blasters of semen to be doing a lot of it, too. So it's okay. nice to see.
0: All right, well... Take it away. Okay, well... I continue to bring bad news, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, my first child pornography, now a child's death. This show's just hitting new lows. Fortunately, a ten-year-old died after imitating Naruto in a sandbox. According to KOMO-TV, the ABC affiliate in Seattle, Washington, a 10-year-old boy by the name of Cody Porter, Porter died at 3.35 p.m. today. And by today, I mean March twelfth, two 2008. Or 11th, excuse me. So yesterday. Yes. <laughs> the boy was hospitalized on Saturday after suffering respiratory failure. When he was buried headfirst in a sandbox, he repeatedly asked his playmates. Oh, sorry. He had reportedly asked his playmates to bury him in order to recreate the attacks used by the fictional ninja from the Naruto anime, fictional village hidden in the sand. Porter had been re- resuscitated with CPR and taken to a, an Everett hospital, and later transferred to Children's Hospital in Seattle, where he died. Wow. So a memorial fund has been set up for this young child. I don't happen to have any details sitting in front of me, but uh, you know, Anime News Network is one who picked the story where I got it from. Uh, You know, you could search; I guarantee you'd find it. And before anyone quicks jump, you know, jumps on the anime hating bandwagon or whatever, I just want to say, you know, this is nothing new. Yeah. When I was younger, I'd backyard wrestle. I would play Mortal Kombat when I was younger than that. You know. Beating each You're... other with sticks, playing swords, yeah. yeah. Exactly, it's just one of those things that. Kids will be kids, they think they can imitate something, and in this case, it didn't go so good. Yeah, apparently a kid thought he was Gara, but. The... How do you know that name? I
1: used to watch Naruto.
0: Oh, for shame. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that sucks I mean, it, kids will be kids So, you know, there's not much you can really do I mean, this could easily have been Skateboarding Or hockey Or anything You yeah. know, it just happened to be anime related Because a kid watched anime Yeah, a
1: kid watching Naruto on Cartoon Network And just did that I mean, I remember kids when I was younger Doing that kind of shit. Watching Power Rangers and shit. Hell so yeah. hey,
0: Power Rangers are the shit. Exactly. The Green Ranger, hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's like it's just different generation, different show.
0: So Hey, why didn't they ever make a uh, a mech anime after the after, what was a what was a robot's name? The ultra mega The Zord. Zord, that's it. <sighs> Where's the Zord anime? Well, For they, they Man- got all the
1: Power Power Ranger shows in, or the Sentai shows in Japan, so they got uh, that there. So that's awesome. Though. Yes. <laughs> so all right. So apparently we're have... apparently we have ended up bouncing them off. Happy news, sad news tonight because well, I'm I'm gonna bring this one up and that is that. A Gurren Longin movie has been announced for release in Japan in the fall of 08. which is something I am certainly excited about. But and it's basic, and they announced it on the website. It's going to be a theatrical adaptation of the series, and it, the whole, the director and the editor and basically everyone from the show is going to be returning to do the movie and. Gainax is going to be holding a bunch of events at the Tokyo International Anime Fair coming up to show off this thing. So it seems that this show has really taken off and become quite a big thing for them. What well, a-, a movie, I mean, yeah, yeah. I would
0: think. I mean, I know Japan doesn't do a lot of live-action movies. I mean, maybe they do a lot more now. But, I mean, um, I know they got a pretty good selection of anime movies that come out regularly but I would think if your anime is good enough to make a full length movie it's doing something right it's got some, something good going for, for it for Gynex
1: to do it because they're, they're kind of one of those smaller well they're not a small company by no at this point but they only release so much stuff really it's
0: yeah and like... now did Gynex do the uh, galleon 1.0 movie as well
1: yeah yeah I'm pretty yeah I'm, I'm sure they did sure they did all the new Ava movies. Or they're doing all the new Ava movies. I'm sure they're the I want them. I say, if
0: Gynax is doing more movies, yeah. I want to see this ugly yet beautiful world, the movie. Oh. Oh, I love Akari. that show, I gotta say. Oh, Akari! <laughs> rarr!
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, but... Yeah. Ava, whatever. <laughs> don't get me, don't get me started on that. I'll have a lot of haters at that point. So, uh, hey, Ava's overrated. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, but overrated. That's good enough. <laughs> That's good enough to not get in any trouble, I guess. So, uh,
0: anyway. Anyway. Hopefully we get d- Yeah.
1: Hope, before that, oh, I just want to mention that hopefully we'll be getting Guren login sometime soon in the U.S. because it's. At this point, it seems to be the only title on ADV's release list that's still in limbo. So, I'm um, at this point, yeah, just praying that it'll get um released at some point soon. Yeah. Because I certainly really want to pick it up. All right. You're
0: probably, like, the only one, though, so <sighs> it doesn't really matter. You, you know, just call <laughs> ADV. Give ADV a call. And be like, come on, man. I need my login fix. Hook the brother up! (laughs) Maybe they'll sympathize with you and send you, like, a pre-copy or something. Maybe we'll get lucky. So, okay, one more... not-so-sad piece of news, I guess. Hooray, um... infuriating to me a little bit. Yeah, exactly, you know. Well, we'll start with it before I start making any comments. The video site... With unauthorized anime, gets $4 million in capital. <sighs> Shit, where were my investors when I had sites that had such shady content? Anyway, Crunchyroll, a video streaming site known for offering anime files without authorization, secured a capital investment of $4.05 million. Venture capital firm Venco- Venrock reportedly invested invested the capital in San Francisco-based Crunchyroll, Inc. With Venrock general partner David Simeroff joining Crunchyroll's board of directories, directors. Several websites that report on federal regulatory filings covered the investment in brief. In an interview with blog Kokoro Media, the site's unnamed founders state that the web traffic sta- uh, tra- started attracting interest from venture capital in mid-2007. The company says that the website has over 4 million unique visitors and serves 50 million streams per month. The company unveiled its first legally authorized anime stream, a short flash anime series that later became Egan Talon Egotalon the Movie. The Chronicler only lives twice late last month. Crunchyroll is one of several websites that posts anime and other Asian content through streaming interface, similar to YouTube without authorization or payment from most of its owners. Although, you can give donations, you get a higher quality of stream, and you get a little avatar symbol next to your name to show to everyone you donated. And you know, there's been a lot of talk in the last six to nine months about fan subbing and the illegal distribution of anime on the internet. Now, though, the anime studios are finally getting in touch with the digital, you know, the digital stream, the internet, getting more and more stuff on the internet for fans to watch. And you have some jackhole who basically rips off YouTube, per se, and then just takes, I'm assuming, I have never been to this website, I'm assuming these are sub-versions of... The you know the the fan are releasing and just offering it for the stream at a premium. Yeah, that's what it looks like they're doing.
1: Basically, is releasing fan subbed on streams and charging people to get high quality versions. Now I gotta say
0: though, I'm glad they have at least one legal anime. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who the fuck has ever heard of Eagle the Tail on the Chronicler or whatever? Sounds like it's a freaking, like, U.S. government made it for propaganda anime. Yeah, but it's like...
1: J- I don't know how much stuff they have that's licensed in the U.S. on there.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't know.
1: Regardless, it's still ridiculous to hear that. It's not like YouTube, where YouTube is something that's intended for... Um. Original content, and people yes. just happen to put like and stuff on there on occasion. And
0: they and they've worked with the the IP properties of the studios, the TV shows. They take the shit down. This, they take when, the shit down, or they try say to work them that, or they try to work with them and say, hey, you know, we don't want to be your enemy. We want to be a uh, you know another egg in the in the basket to get your media out. But this case, it sounds like. They're just taking, you know, fan subs, possibly D V D rips, I don't know where they're getting their content and offering it up for viewing. But on the other hand, you know, they're not demanding donations, it sounds like they're getting their revenues through ads and now of course as venture capitalist. And I wanna ask this venture capitalist do you just have too much money? Do you just want to throw four million dollars around? Why the hell would you invest in a site that's obviously not on legal ground, especially in the U.S.? Uh,
1: here's the here here's the thing. They go, "Ooh, we got four million dollars. Here we are. Hey, look at us. They got all this news floating around now. Now all the now all the actual companies are probably going to notice them and start going after them."
0: Because oh, they exactly. know
1: about them now.
0: I mean, now if they're hosted in you know,
1: Sweden, I think it yeah, is
0: Sweden or Cuba or wherever. The DMCA and copyright laws are very lax. Yeah, maybe they have a chance. I mean, I doubt I, it though. I, bet but you I mean, but it's a U.S. company, in. I mean, the same argument can be made about the Pirate Bay. The Pirate Bay doesn't necessarily offer per se directly, unlike. They don't host anything. No. That's their key. yeah. But yet they're still making money from illegal content. And, and, they're, and they're in Sweden or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that's their. That's but the real still, thing. I mean, it, it just sucks. I mean, my whole question though is, what person in the right mind is gonna offer someone money for something that's obviously triting legal ground, yeah. and not even on a grey scale? It's obviously no, you're in the wrong. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The whoever wants to shut you down can shut you down yeah honestly it's just like I, I don't you know I don't what know. hey any venture capitalists listening I want a new server and uh hey we'll sell some ad space in between segments can I have four million dollars oh and Patch wants his Garn and log in. can he <laughs> <you> have fifty dollars <laughs> <sighs> you know I mean shit yeah. if it's that easy you know, there you, we'll, start, know, like we'll start we spamming our listeners. We'll make unique web hits from nothing. You know, damn. Yeah, honestly. I, I, and we're legal, just, I think. Probably, I hope.
1: <laughs> for <laughs> the most part.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not offering you guys this stuff for distribution illegally. We just tell people to buy it and or download it. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever.
1: We don't really yes. we don't care what you do, just enjoy it. <laughs> Exactly. None of our business.
0: But so we let's just hope. And I hope personally that the site gets shut down. You know, I mean, I mean, I like there's a free alternative. I mean, free is free, but you know, it just kind of smacks everyone That's... in the face. I mean, everyone always bitched and complained about how you know distribution people, the distribution companies, were not doing anything. Finally, they've got around to doing something. Is it too little too late?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like this, the this industry in the U.S. has been kind of in a shaky state recently. Since day one. Yeah, since day one for them. Yeah, and then it hit this point, and now it's back to a shaky spot again, and everyone's kind of paranoid these days, so it's kind of upsetting to see something like this going on, to yep. me at least. I mean. I don't. I, I just don't like it. <laughs> it kind of makes me nope. angry.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I don't know where we fall though. You and I both watched fan-subbed anime. Yeah. You know, do we fall in the kind of the same realm as Crunchyroll? Yeah. Well, I, we're I, not. I, we're. I mean, we're not making money from it. We're not profiteering from it. But I mean, do we have any moral say on saying, oh, don't do this? But by the way, we're giving you an episode review that we watch fans of, because we yeah. don't know Japanese.
1: Oh, yes, you have that point, and but at the same time, I mean, like, I know... Yeah, you got that point that, yeah, we do watch fan subs stuff, but I know, at least me, most of the time when stuff does come out in the U.S. that I have watched, I tend to pick it up. I have a lot of stuff that I just picked up, because after I watched it once, I enjoyed it enough to feel it was worth buying again. So... Oh, yeah, I
0: agree. I mean, I've, I've watched... I, I watched um, even some illegal DVD rips. I mean, uh, Elf and Lead I use, for example, all the time. I watched the first volume of Elf and Lead because I downloaded it illegally from a news group. But I liked the first volume so much, I didn't want to download them. I ran out to Best Buy, spent the $30 on the box set and watched the finish and watched it. I mean, I'm not like that with everything. But, I mean, if I start to like it, I really like it, and, hey, I find it cheap, or it's not going to be, you know, right now, like Haruhi. I'd love to own the complete collection of Haruhi. But I want to wait for the box sets to start coming out, which they do April 1st. But still, I mean, like, I, I guess it just depends on the person. Yeah. But, I mean... Crunchyroll's offering a free service to people. Oh, Someone will always always take free over the pay option. If there's a free option available, someone will take that instead. Yeah,
1: and that's you know? definitely true. It's Basically, it comes down to the people who are the real hardcore in the collecting sense, like me. I mean, half of my enjoyment in that kind of thing is collecting this different stuff, and I enjoy holding stuff in my hand, which is something that personally makes me terrified, like crazy. These people that talk about the um, digital distribution. Anytime someone brings that
0: up, I kind of cringe a little, because the thought of uh, downloading... No, exactly. I mean, I've had hard drives go bad. At least I know if my DVDs go bad, it's because either a fire was started, or a flood, or something physically happened. Whereas, I came home from work, and my hard drive died, and the $700 of digital distribution anime I had is gone. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't feel like you own it, is my problem. It
1: just doesn't... No, exactly. Is it it really yours at that point? Because it's like... DRM and all the other bullshit they put against you. They're finally learning in the music industry to get rid of the DRM, but now they're... All they they can think about is DRMs and video, so... Yes, it's, exactly. Um, so it's like, uh, screw this shit right now. I'm gonna just. I I like my di- I like my discs, and I'm happy to have
0: them. I I, I don't mind taking up space. I mean, I feel oh, like no, I, I take am, I take pride when I have friends come over, who watch anime. They flip through my selection of DVDs. I mean, I usually get one or two day two, DVDs a month, give or take. Um, you know if I've got the money to spend, I mean, the economy really sucks ass right now, and honestly, I have better things to do than money to spend anime, but, you know, I get in my little tweaks of, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, and it's fun to get home, stick it on your shelf, and take pride, and go, oh man, that's such a good series, when my friends come over, they're gonna be jealous. (laughs) Or I get the perks like posters and other crap, you know, gotta love the... It's Lucky Star, yeah, the Lucky Star details just came up for the U.S. release. You get two character CDs, you get a, a a school uniform t-shirt, which I swear to God, if I see someone on the street wearing that, they're just bringing bad names of anime people everywhere. People are going to look at us even worse.
1: Yeah, you get the nice box, the same as how they released Haruhi, and, really, and it looks like almost the exact same box, with just Lucky Star shit on it. They're just lazy. <laughs> but they're it's just a nice. uh-huh. I'm fine with that. The Haruki one was so <laughs> nice. It was a, it was like it was like Funimation level quality because 'cause I'll tell you that's probably my favorite thing about Funimation releases is some of their shows have some of the nicest boxes I've ever seen. So it's not something I complain about. But yeah, you got that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different concept. It's a collector's thing. You enjoy... There's little perks to buying this stuff that you get. You don't get elsewhere.
0: So... Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I know I'm not, like... I'm one person. I'm not going to save... If, if the anime industry in the U.S. is indeed doomed or set to fail, you know, me buying one DVD or a box thats not going to change... Those circumstances, but I always feel like, hey, you know, I've done my share of pirating, you know, or fan subbing or whatever. It always feels good too to give back. You know, they worked hard; they deserve a little bit of credit. At least buying the discs is some way to show my
1: gratitude. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just respect. If you if you really call yourself. I'm not going to say that you're not a fan if you don't buy anime. I'm just going to say if you really feel like it's something that, that's that important to you, you should really try and support the people who really try to bring it out here. Mm-hmm. That's basically my feeling on it.
0: Yep. All so, okay, well, that's a new. Slow down f- there. Th- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's our news for the week A uh, small batch compared to last week mm. um, We kind of overloaded well, ourselves
1: last week somehow.
0: Oh man, no kidding <laughs> like, By the time we finish it's like Okay, we've done 15 stories What next? Nothing? Okay, bye um, So moving on to the next thing is Our DVD picks Like I said we will be doing R1 DVDs only seeing as both Pats and I live in the US Um, Shazam Shazam yeah (laughs) what else screw Canada (laughs) oh Canada's Uh, R1 I guess Yeah. oh wait you're right (laughs) screw Mexico or screw Great Britain or whatever or (laughs) Australia yeah screw Aussies (laughs) go enjoy your R3s you pansies (laughs) <laughs> um, no, we'll be looking at, uh, our one DVD releases, and this week, uh, for the 18th of March of 2008, coming up, yes, coming up next week, I guess, my pick out of all 11, epi- or, uh, discs coming out, or series, I should say, School Rumble Volume 6, it's the final, vinyl. Ver- final, volume for the first season of School Rumble and I pick it because it's been a good show it's fun to watch it's a good comedy oh I and, love it <laughs> you know there's still another season to come out and hey you know last week we said they greenlit a third season so the, that fun and hilariousness doesn't end yeah the more Harima the better
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that's going to actually have to be my pick for this coming week because uh I personally feel it's the best one. There's not much else coming out. But since we're kind of at this midweek point, I wanted to mention some of the stuff that came out this this current week, or a couple days ago, I should say, by the time this comes out. And <coughs> there were a couple big things that are coming out. Uh, and that were, they had finally, supposedly 5 centimeters per second is supposed to be shipping. No, it's out.
0: I've seen it. You have? Yes. Mm.
1: I haven't, and I really. Rent anime it.
0: has it. Um, I've seen it at Best Buy. I was at Best Buy last night, saw it there. Oh well, I didn't see it. I'm gonna have to go look again because I really want to get a hold of that. <laughs> Best Buy just sucks, is
1: all. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. And we've also maybe got, you uh, know
0: you know what sucks and you know what? Maybe it's like the local Best Buy I go to. Apparently, there's a group of people every Tuesday come in. And buy every single piece of anime that comes out that day. Oh. No matter if it's, if it's a box set or if it's a single DVD release.
1: And it makes it hard for you to find shit, right?
0: Well, no, I could care less. They've got plenty. But it's just like, well, no, I, I'll take that back. There's been stuff I wanted to get the day it came out. And they won't have it because, like, oh, yeah, the group of animators came and bought it all. They're here every fucking week. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ.
1: But yeah, that's why you have a decent selection at your store while at mine it's getting crappier and crappier and I can't find anything on the shelf anymore. You cry, you cry every time you, uh. I, I cry and go home and order stuff on right stuff. So, yeah, you got <laughs> goddamn shipping. I uh, man, I just order enough to get free shipping <laughs> at that point. But we've also got the second Appleseed movie which I'll probably be looking at for us next week and. Something else I wanted to bring up, and that is that the first Aquarian box set, which is the first half of the series, 13 episodes, and at Best Buy it was 38 bucks, retail 60. But basically, this is Funimation's first real test of the box set releases when they just release a box set, and I was saying like, Right Stuff's done it with, is doing it with some stuff, or these smaller companies, but when Funimation starts doing it and Viz is gonna be doing it soon, that's when it starts to actually get some footing and people really in the companies really start thinking about it more seriously when they see Funimation doing it because they're essentially the biggest one out here. And it's something a nice set too, for that matter. It was thirteen episodes, three discs, nice little box, and I just think it's something to bring up just because I think it's a good idea for the U.S. market to do that and I want to support it.
0: Mm-hmm. Basically. So, I've got a question for everyone listening. Uh, if you're in America I, um, or if you watched R1 DVD, if you watch R1 DVDs, I'll say put it that way, I don't want to single people out. Um, do you agree with uh the company's releasing uh, subbed only DVDs but still only char- still charging you know 30 40, 50 dollars. Do you think that they should not you know if they're gonna release it that way, should they offer it at a lower price point? or do you agree with the pricing structure leaving it alone and just sucking it up you know I mean I know a lot of people are very, Everyone has their own way of watching it. Personally I love watching it dubbed because I don't want to read no the entire well, time. Well I will but say then I know people who are die hard. I want the original Japanese track, Fuck the Dub. Well
1: I will say though that um Aquarion does have a dub. For its release. It, mm-hmm. it is it's it's a it's a box set release, but they're doing a dub for it as well. So, oh, nice. It's not like um, some of those smaller shows where they just have a sub. They actually have dubbed it on top of everything else for the really reasonable price. <laughs> so, I haven't checked it out yet. I don't know if it's any good, but... Or the dub, I should say. I don't know if the dub's any good, but I certainly hope they did just as... L- I personally think Funimation... I, I get in arguments with people about this all the time, but I personally think they're the best with dubbing
0: right now. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, they blew me away with, uh, you know... Full Metal Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist, too, yeah. Full
1: Metal Alchemist is the one that basically is the biggest example. I've gotten crap from people even for that one, but if you ask the right people, they'll say it's the best dub they've ever watched, so...
0: Well, I, I look at it as everyone has their own opinion. Yeah. I mean, everyone looks at anime or anything. Video games, movies, sports... And their own. Everyone got their own opinion, you know. Uh, I guess it really depends on how you feel about watching anime and what it means to you, and that can kind of be just summed up when you know anything—sports, games, movies, anything. So, yeah, I got—I got, really like I got a like. pretty good example of that myself. On
1: top of everything, um, I don't know if you've checked it out. There's a show called Desert Punk. Which, was, it, which was released it. by Funimation. I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's hilarious as hell, but I can't stand the. Ja- I don't like the Japanese version at all. I love the dub, and, and that's what I enjoy watching. I tried watching the Japanese. I didn't like it at all. It was just the way humor. I think is really where this starts to come more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: I find the comedies I find it easier to relate to and understand in when English. there's a dub. Yeah. Just because you don't have to read and kind of digest it. And,
1: and you, you pick natu- up... You and naturally
0: listen. Yeah, you more naturally
1: pick up different um, subtle cues in the way people speak, too. That's true, too. And yes, that, the tones. And- yeah, that kind of helps you understand. Comedy, yeah. So that's...
0: That's another good point. Just maybe come. that's why I just had so much trouble with Lucky Star. I mean, I'm I'm excited to watch it, but I'm excited more to watch it in English because I liked the first episode that I watched, but it was just so kind of hard to follow, and they kind of I've liked the visual gags more than the inside jokes when they were speaking and whatnot. Yeah, because yeah,
1: I even talked to a friend of mine. He watches tons of anime, subbed all the time. And he doesn't even want to watch it anymore just because he's It's so much to follow for him. And I understand that. It's just a lot of
0: quick, quick, quick talking. Yep. Yep. And yeah, and you know, if you don't read very fast or you know, you miss something, you gotta start over. It's. You know, this is why I'm starting to want to learn Japanese. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
1: really. But even then, I... I Lucky Star's not something you're going to ever be able to... come. No, yeah, I can't read. just like. Oh,
0: I know what they're saying. I've gotten three glasses. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> what would you like to do? Would you like to do your episode review? Or would you like me to do the long-last anime? Well, I'll start with my review. Get that over with real quick. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> That's a relative term, obviously. It's only quick for me. Yeah, well, you but... talk me. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> right. Get your
1: stopwatches ready. All right. And, here we go. Well, basically, and I'm going. Alright, well, it seems like a a lot of shit happened this time. The first thing I need to bring up is that it appears that Lock-On, after freaking me out and making me terrified that maybe he died or something, because he's like my favorite character in the show, seems he was perfectly fine, and... Only problem that he has now is that he can't see out of his right eye and he's wearing an eye patch. God knows if this, if he'll have problems later on or something weird will happen, but at this point it just looks like he's fine. Now moving on from that, we see that it appears the Trinities have been on the run essentially for the past couple episodes. They've been being, they're being chased down by, uh, the HRL's GNX squad, who are just trying... who are basically the first front for this new, um... operation, worldwide operation known as Fallen Angels, which is the whole... which is... basically its whole purpose is to destroy all the Gundams. So, we see the Trinities running away, basically, trying to avoid getting destroyed, trying to run away, and escape to space because they have the same they have the GN drive Taos which have a limited battery life which means that eventually they're going to run out of power and they'd be screwed. So the majority of the episode is just is a, features a lot of them. And at a point we we see the crew on the Potolemus and Satsuna decides that in order to test his own resolve that he needs to go down to Earth and essentially help the Trinities in the different thrones, and so he ends up leaving for Earth with the Gen um, Arms as his um, shuttle, being piloted by Lassie. Um, what we the last two real events in this are: we see the Trinities; they're all hanging out, trying to hide out. Survive like hiding on an uncharted island when, of all people, Ali Al Surge shows up, uses Morse code to alert them that he's not an enemy, gets out of his ship, or his, um, an act, I mean, and proceeds to shoot down Michael dead. Nina's waiting in her unit because ca- they just thought ahead of time, and she shoots Michael, or he shoots Michael, and then Johan he shoots but lets Johan Yo- Michael's dad lets Johan get into his unit and Ali proceeds to steal the Y Michael's unit and they end up fighting each other and Ali destroys the I can't even I can't remember Johan's unit's name. He destroys it and there's this beautiful rainbow of colors coming from the GN drive, which I thought was pretty ironic. And from there Luckily, you know, because this is how it works in this kind of thing, uh, here comes Setsuna. He shows up just in time to save Nina from getting killed by Ali. And then he freaks out when he fi- figures out that Ali is piloting the Gundam. Now, while this is all going on, we see everybody's best friend now, um, Alejandro, still on the moon, on the Vedas, at the core um, of Veda, where his friend, or his... I'm not really sure what to call him. I can't remember his name has finally finished hacking Veda through level seven, and he and out of the grant out of this like um space comes the cryogenically frozen body of Elolo Schillenberg, which Alejandro guns down right there. Now when he does that, of course, I mean, is it really a shock to anybody? another video of Haliola shows up on the screen and he's like, well, looks like someone killed me. Obviously, I should have used bulletproof glass. And he proceeds to say that he's going to unlock the full potential of the GNM um, drives, which for some reason he decided uh, not to give him the full power in the first place. And obviously, you know, this is all perfectly timed. And so, while Setsuna's fighting Ali. He activates this new... this new system, thanks to Ali, that comes up, called the Trans Am System, which, I don't get the name, it's kind of like, 80's muscle car, but apparently, that's what they decided to go for, but... which makes the Exia glow red, and it just beats the shit out of of, um, Ali. And... That's essentially where the episode closes, Setsuna beats the shit out of Ali, and for some reason lets him leave while he stands there talking about being Gundam or something weird again. Now, it's pretty clear that at this point it's pushing towards probably some giant battle between all the GNXs and the remaining Gundams, and I just can't wait to see it, we've only got three episodes left in the series, and... It's gonna. It's just going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with all these characters right at the end. We still, I still am curious what's going on with Saji, and at the same time... I want to know if there's any real ramifications to what happened to on and, and what's going to happen with Nina. See, part of me wants to feel sorry for her, but another part of me knows she's a psycho bitch who killed... Luis's entire family because they were having fun while she was working. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, part of me doesn't want to feel sorry for her but it's still one of those situations where I'm just really curious and really excited to see where the, this is going to end up and at the same time I'm cringing at the fact that I only have three more episodes to watch before I have to wait six months so and with that I think I'm going to close it up for to close it up for this week and I'll yammer
0: about it some more next time sounds good yeah and this week we are looking at long last anime we are looking Mar- Mar- Marmalade Boy. And. I chose this anime because. I really liked it, and it's. Only one of the really long animes I've ever watched.
1: No, really? I mean, a lot
0: of the animes I've ever watched was only like 12 to 24 episodes. Um. You know, this episode. You know, there's 76 episodes. I mean, that's a long time for an anime. Yeah, that's.
1: That's, yeah, that's a decent length, I'd have to say. I mean, I watch a lot of robot shit and a lot of that stuff tends to be long, so.
0: <laughs> so, episodes to you is like nothing. No. You're just like, oh, that's a
1: walk in the park. Oh, well, for some stuff, but, uh, Average thing, like the big mecha shows tend to be like 50 episodes. Gotcha. But yeah, 70-something, that's, yeah, that's a decent length, I have to say.
0: Oh, especially for an anime that's a romance.
1: Yeah. And that seems like something that they, that used to happen a lot more in the past and kind of died out. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. Because you look back and there are some long romance shows. <laughs> and it just doesn't happen anymore.
0: Anyway, gotcha. back to
1: what you're saying.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Marmalade Boy ran from May of 1992 to October of 1995 in Japan. Um, Tokyo Pop bought the licensing to it and dubbed it and I gotta say the dub work is really good um and then they released uh box sets as far as I know they were just box sets um there are four uh, there are actually four box sets with five discs each or four discs four discs each and I gotta say if you can actually get a hold of any of the DVDs uh keep them because last year Tokyo Pop was supposed to release Re-release the DVDs, and they never did. So, looks like oh, they yeah. let the license expire, right? Yeah. I want to. I want to go trick a pizza. I want to burn down my house. <laughs> or do I? Insurance money.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then where are you gonna live? <laughs> Cha
0: Okay, sorry okay. about that. It's uh, <laughs> going be a few more minutes. Alright. This, this is not gonna be fun editing, I'll say that much. Oh no, it's gonna be a bitch, I'm sorry. <laughs> you bastard. Okay. So Marmalade Boy is a romance with. time to be thrown it. <coughs> And, um, basically, 76 episodes, half an hour each. So there's ample time to build the characters, build the backstories, build the stories. And I gotta say, the one flaw with this episode, with this show, was it played way too much on Assumption from the main character. But I'll get into that a little bit later. So the show basically starts off with Miki Kishikawa. She's a 16-year-old girl, or a uh, it. not 16. Um... Fuck! No, come on! It doesn't even say how old she is. Jesus Christ! Okay, she's like second year in. That's uh, a high school. Ju- oh, she's a high school junior. She's probably 17. Okay, so the main character is Miki Kishikawa. She's probably 16 or 17. She's a junior in high school. And her parents go on vacation to Hawaii. While in Hawaii, they meet another couple. And they decide to swap partners. Who the (laughs) fuck does this? Who knows? (laughs) I think it's illegal. But, um... So they come back from their trip... And they basically tell Miki, you know, look, we're going to dinner. You're coming with. Um But we've got some news for you. We switched, we decided to get a divorce and switch partners with this other couple we met in Hawaii. But we're going to live together with this other couple and be one big happy family. It so turns out they have a son named Yu Metzera. Well, Miki flips, flips out... And just, you know, is like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, who the fuck does this? (laughs) You know? And rightfully so. So, she begrudgingly goes to dinner and meets this other family. And they meet, she meets her son, their son, named Yumitsura, like I said. And she finds that she's really cute. Or he's really, sorry, yeah, he's really cute. And. But she stays really reserved and just, again, begrudgingly says, you know, I don't approve any of this. You know, what the hell's wrong with everyone? And you kind of just passes it off like, whatever, you know, what happens, happens. So you can't judge or anything like that. You know, he didn't really care. He comes off as kind of a jerk. <laughs> well, the first episode ends with them going to school together and them trying to kind of hide the fact that they even live together but little by little they become friends and by the end of the first episode you kisses miki which kind of starts the whole slope of the entire show and basically the whole show the first part of the show is <coughs> miki coming to terms with her feelings for you because she also had a, another another crush that you know that kind of off and on kind of with another character, and so she you know jumps back and forth for the first few probably first twenty episodes twenty to twenty five thirty episodes past probably um, just trying to figure out who she wants to go with, does mm-hmm. she wanna go with you know uh you or does she want to go with Ginta? So, I'm not going to ruin it, but I mean, I think you can already kind of tell where it goes. <laughs> so, you and her start dating. But then the whole the thing that keeps the series going is all these other characters that are involved in the story. So, Ginta, you know, for a while mopes around that, you know, you is dating her and isn't good enough for her. But he eventually finds a girlfriend in an unlikely location. Meanwhile, um, her best friend turns out to be dating one of the teachers. And that gets found out. And that's another part of the show where almost part of the show is dedicated to looking at their relationship. And it was... And... The other relationships of characters involved around Mickey and you... And a lot of times, there's characters who are jealous of their relationship, there's characters who fall in love with each other, and they got to deal with the difficult times in their relationship that somehow involve you and Mickey, and all that stuff. And they kind of take a typical point of view on it, although they end up going on vacation a lot of times they get with all these people, a lot of situations happen that favor, don't favor them very often. And they got to hide the fact from their parents that they're dating as well. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that come up during the series, like... Yu figures out that Miki and him are related, or so they think. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say anything more, because if you want to watch the show, I don't want to ruin it for you. So... A lot of events happen, but like I said, the show's one big fault is Mickey assumes the worst every single time, and it takes four to five episodes for the truth to kind of come out, and it's a uh, roller coaster. I know what you yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you as the viewer know what's going on for the most part, and you just want to reach to the TV and slap her and be like, you stupid bitch.
1: <laughs>
0: so... You should tell what's happening is you set her straight and says, you know, you were just assuming things. Why don't you ever just come and talk to me? (laughs) Yeah. I know what you mean. That kind of shit can drive you nuts. Yeah, and it gets a little old. I mean, because they keep coming up with a premise, but they keep coming up with all these stories for all the other characters involved to keep it interesting. You know, it may be that. you know, Mickey and you may not even be the focal point for a couple episodes. Ginta and his relationship maybe. Or what not. And they throw in some character comedy characters as well. There's a cousin of Ginta who is desperately in love with this girl named Remy, who's really cute but wants nothing to do with her. And he's like the ca he's like the fallback character for the comedy. Um he uh, is always there kind of as a comic relief, but then he also has some really good moments during the series. Um, the dub work is really good. Um, I tried watching Japan, Japanese and just can't really get into it. But here's a funny thing, is during part of the episode, Yu goes off to America to study abroad. Well, I was just guessing. I'm like, I wonder if the English characters are speaking in English, because they'll be like, Oh, I don't quite understand English of what you're saying. Or junk like that. Yeah. But as I, so I flipped over to the Japanese language track, and sure enough, they're all speaking Japanese. But what was so funny was I think it's a J Japanese track it was original. It sounded horrible on the DVDs. It was muffled and sounded like it was coming through a cone. Oh, really? It was terrible sounding for Japanese dub tracks.
1: Well, hopefully if... Like, if Funimation might be saving it, God knows right now. Supposedly they are, but who knows? Oh, I
0: would, like, snatch I'd be fucking waiting in line. Hopefully, if hopefully, if
1: they do, they fix that stuff. Yeah. I mean, they did a really good job with their GTO releases, uh, which were basically re-releases of the old Tokyo Pop stuff,
0: so... Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, but, okay, if you get the hold of the Tokyo Pop DVDs, and you can rent them from Rent Anime. I've. That's the only place, honestly, I've been able to find them, and that's where I found them. After Comcast, I got addicted to the show because of fucking Comcast. Late last year or early last year, about this time actually, they started showing Marmalade Boy once, through twenty-five.
1: You know what? I remember that. I almost started watching it, but then I didn't for some reason.
0: And they got to like <laughs> episode forty something. And then they stop. And then they stop showing up, And then out of the blue, they're like, dude, a popular demand. We're going to finish showing the episodes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, man. Now you wait and do it. But no, one of the funniest things I fucking found on the DVDs were the commentary tracks from the dub actors in English. Oh, really? They That's- are so fucking funny as hell because they just lambaste the entire episode When they have the, you know, the expressions of, like, the tear running out of the eye when she's, like, amazed or get the really wild expressions, they just lampoon them and go, they sometimes go in character and talk shit about the other characters, and they swear, too. You know, like, Miki, the character for Miki is like, oh my god, I want you, you! And he's like, fuck you, bitch, I'm a hoe. Or I'm a i I'm not a hoe. Or whatever, you know? Just really funny shit. And it's like two or three episodes each disc that they provided commentary tracks for. I found that to be the most funny That's after I got done watching the show itself. Because, I, you know, I don't watch commentary tracks much, but these were just so freaking hilarious. And it was like watching the Simpsons commentary tracks and Simpsons episodes. They were just... The, the voice actors were free to run the gambit. They were uncensored. And it was hilarious. Um, so I would give the show like a 5 out of 5. Personally, I found it very addicting. And the show just really fun to watch. But... The main points where it just got kind of slow because it's like, okay, she's assuming again. She's <laughs> assuming. She's assuming. We know what's going to happen. Just fucking end the the arc. And the end is just crazy. And I really wish they would have made a second Marmalade Boy. Because the last probably 10 to 15 episodes, you is in America and Mickey is coming to terms with... Him being so far away and them not being able to stay together and you being hit on in America and trying to be honest to Mickey and they had a, they had a foreign exchange student stay at Mickey's house who really fell in love with Mickey and, you know, did the I'm jealous and, you know, said stuff that wasn't true about you dating girls in America. And in the end, you get to find the obvious and they get to be together, I guess and it's all said and done. And I'm gonna put a spoiler tag for that, because I just fucking end the... I just spoiled the episode, series. Um, Basically, the show ends with a really good high note. Everything is all hunky-dory. But nothing was ever brought ahead, and maybe that's a good thing they didn't make a new one, but it would have been nice to see something come out of it after all that. Like, what happened during college. Or the end of high school, at least. Or something. Mm. You know. Yeah.
1: You can say that for a lot of that kind of stuff, though, you know.
0: But then maybe you think about it and go, man, you know, what if they made a, you know, another... Really good, you know, another... Love Hina. Yeah, Love <laughs> Hina.
1: It's just like... Let stuff, you know, <laughs> lay, or something, yep. I don't know, I, I don't know the words oh, I'm looking for. Oh, and you're
0: gonna be pissed. My brother called me, I'm getting the entire collection of Love Hina for five bucks. Oh wow, that's awesome. The entire box set collection. <laughs> kick ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome.
1: It's Tip to everyone, right fine now. stores
0: kick ass. Fine mm-hmm. store, fine shops of the shit for anime. The only thing that sucks, if it's a box set, they tend to split them up and sell them individually because they make more money. Mm. But if you know someone, oh, man, it's nice. <laughs> so I think that's, that's it for this week's show. I, I mean, think We've so. gone through, we've done our episode reviews, our news, our, our new feature of DVD picks. Looking forward to seeing uh, School of Rumble 6. Yeah, exactly. I think
1: yeah, I think we got a pretty good show going tonight, and I'm gonna get everyone a little bit of a reminder again. Send us some emails at abonsaipodcast at gmail dot com. Check out the
0: blog at abonsai at fuck I suck. Hey, check giving out me the so blog. much crap. Yeah, I know. Shit, this is so kidding, getting edited out. Here I caught it. Abonsai dot dot net. There you go. Yeah, there you go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: everyone. And I guess I'm going to give a shout out to icy Storm and Nutcase23. They've been pretty loyal on giving us feedback and uh thank you guys. And um feel free to email us, give us posts, comments in the blog itself. I mean, I've noticed it's gone down from a high of 20 to last week we had two comments. <laughs> um you know, it's just always fun to hear feedback from everyone. You know, exactly. we're not. Fricking. It's always just fun to hear what you guys think about. You know, our opinions on things. So, and we're looking to fill the void. If you want to come on for an episode as a guest, another body will not hurt. I mean, uh, I think what me and Pat are doing right now work really well to keep the 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 series with you know the show within an hour. But we'd love to have. Uh, someone come on and do a review, uh, add some commentary in the news because, you know, I think it just spice things up. So, uh, feel free to drop us an email if you're interested in joining, joining us for an episode or two. You know, we're always open. So, I guess until next time, this is Jellocoon and this is Pats, saying sayonara for another week. We'll be back shortly. I can guarantee you that.